0: Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you empower people to think for themselves. I am really excited to share this conversation this week because this is one of the first times that I've gotten to feature someone who has pretty different political beliefs from mine. Angelus Pompa is the host of the podcast, Politics with Angelus, and the founder of an organization called Medea News that is committed to creating more informed citizens, which is definitely a platform I can get behind. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Angelus
1: Pompa. So basically, the way I introduce myself is I am a sort of baby conservative. So within the political spectrum, I was doing a lot of activism work with the Democratic Party, with the whole liberal aspect. Um, And then I slowly started to get more involved. I started to get more involved politically, not just socially. Uh, So I was doing a lot of activism. And then I started to get uh, to get more involved with actual politicians, seeing how policy works. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not actually a liberal. So then, uh, when I found out the distinction between the two, I figured I'm not the only one that's going through this, through this identity crisis in politics, where I don't know where I lean. Um, and so, once I started going off on my own, once I started researching by myself, I started uh, creating legislation, uh, mostly to help my family because uh, I'm, I'm a first generation. Pers- I'm a first generation. And my parents are actually undocumented, so when uh, it hit me that I was working with the Democrats, specifically the immigration community, and then I saw my parents uh, weren't getting help, and then, you know, we ended up losing our home, so then once I started to get more involved, I was like, you know what, I think the solution lies within the conservative party. So what I ended up doing is that now I am doing two things. I'm combining both of my struggles, so my family and my identity struggle. And now what I'm doing is I am writing legislation that I don't see any other politician presenting. Uh, So I'm doing that. And I'm also trying to share my own story and what I'm finding out uh, through my political platform. So that's why I started Politics Evangelist. Um, And I figured a lot of people I'm trying to reach the generation that wants to get into politics, but doesn't know the nitty, nitty, nitty gritty per se. Uh, So I'm combining the social aspects. So like, hey, like this is the everyday life, but this is how that affects politics and then vice versa. Um, So I'm doing again, I'm doing legislation and then I'm working on trying to share my story and trying to get other people who are confused within uh, politics to come join us and kind of see where they fit best.
0: That was a great introduction and I'm really interested in learning more about your podcast. Can you give me some about how you developed the podcast? What are some of the topics you discuss? Just kind of give me the whole scoop on politics with Angelus.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So I will be very honest. Um, I deleted my episode. It's going to launch again when I get back from Mexico. So that'll be start of July, um, because I ended up starting Medea News too. So Politics with Angeles and Medea News are two different things. Um, I wanted to start them separately, because there's a lot of Politics with Angeles is mostly just my own opinion. So it was like, hey, like, this is the news that's going on, that's not being covered. Um, I'm gonna stick just to the facts and then give you my own opinions. And then I also wanted a space for the Hispanic community and like just other people. Uh, cause it does come in, my goal is to have it also in Spanish cause there's no conservative outlet in Spanish. Uh, so that's where Medea News comes in. So Medea News is mostly just going to be uh, straight to the facts, but also including in Spanish versus politics with Angels, which is my own opinion. So kind of like differentiate the two. I always tell people, I'm like, think of like Ben Shapiro on Daily Wire. Like he has his own show, but then he also has like Daily Wire. It's kind of like in that spectrum. Um, Because I wanted to keep that separate, and then like in politics in Angeles, I really just talk about the issues. Uh, So I talk about whatever is current or whatever I feel I can connect to history. I'm a big history nerd. Most of my books are philosophical, so I try to push people to their ideas. Uh, So for example, I always say like you know like calling someone a Nazi is very lazy thinking. Like push yourself. Like what else can you think of? Um, So that's mostly what I do. I combine what's going on. So You know, whether it be like BLM, whether it be like the border crisis that's happening, current issues, uh, combine them with how people are feeling. So that social aspect. And then, yeah. And then I just try to push people to think of like other ways that they can connect it to either history or to themselves. Uh, So yeah, that's basically the difference between the two. And that's why um, I'm moving toward restarting politics with Angeles, just because um, I wanted to keep the two separate.
0: Yeah, definitely. So could you also tell me some more about Medea News and what the process looked like to create it?
1: Um, Once the whole censorship started happening, I saw a need for, number one, um, a news outlet that was conservative for Hispanics, for the Spanish-speaking community, because right now there's none. Uh, So I figured, number one, have something in Spanish, something that's bilingual, per se. Uh, And then, number two, I saw the need for a backup news source In case censorship does go farther. So, me as a patriot who does believe in free speech, my whole idea for this was if these news outlets were to go, where would people go? So, I'm like, I, you know, I'm not like this big government funded agency. Um, For me, it might be a little bit easier to speak some of the stories that these news outlets were speaking that the major ones aren't. Um, So, for me, it was mostly just, you know, have like a backup plan already in set. kind of have something also again for the bilingual community
0: yeah that's really interesting and I'm a journalism and politics major so I'm also really interested in the way that those two things intersect so I'd love to hear more about the red flags that you saw or that you still are seeing with the media that led you to want to create this outlet of your own how did your own personal experiences lead you to want to do this work
1: So since I was little, my parents, my parents are very, very strong, like, you know, politics, like they're one of those parents that are, you know, just, just go to college, just get a degree, all this stuff. But for some reason, the news kept calling me. So my parents always put me aside from it, uh, because of how biased it was, and because of how, I guess, negative it was. So because of that, I feel like a lot of this generation grew up to be very, very protected. Um, and now that they're seeing the news, they're only seeing one side, they're only seeing the hey, like America sucks, like, hey, like, um, everything's going downhill, like just live your life, kind of like, the news is doing a lot of, again, the one sided stuff where it was like, you know, America's a pleasure colony, this is happening, but don't worry about it. Um, and so for me, it was a lot of again, until I got in the grassroots of politics, I was like, this is not really going on. Number two, they're lying to the people lying in the sense that you know like there's nothing they can do about it and so for me it's like you're just reinforcing people's current ideas you're just reinforcing negative attributes of society so I was like okay you know what let's let me create a channel that has content that I want to see uh content where it's like listen like you can make your own opinions obviously I have my own bias but you can make your own opinions here's just the facts of the story don't you know no exaggeration, like. I'm not here for the views. I'm here to tell you what's really going on. If you choose to see it, you at least have this platform where you can make your own critical decisions, but I'm giving you accurate information.
0: That's really interesting. And I'd also love to know if there are any words of wisdom or any quotes that you've heard that really inspire you that you like to live by. Does anything like that come to mind for you?
1: I'm trying to think. I've been told so much. I think the biggest thing is just like not like, don't be afraid to speak out. Um, I think for me, the biggest reason why, and I don't even know if it's like, because of like, the way you found me or anything. But the biggest thing for me is, I used to be so scared of speaking out. Um, Once I started like changing my mind, like once I started, um, you know, like changing my views, I was scared to sort of speak out, right. And if I would have stopped, after I was getting like, all these like, threats and everything, once I did come out as conservative, like my career just would have been over. But I think the biggest thing at the end of the day is you really just have to stick up for yourself and remember not to take uh, criticism too hard. And especially don't worry about the people who are not doing what you are doing. So I guess just number one, like, just don't be afraid to speak out. And then number two, just remember, like, those who are going to be with you are the people that actually love you and like the people that actually want to see you succeed versus other people like If they're not on the same role you're doing like don't worry about it like you have your own mission to accomplish and if you feel like what's actually going in your heart is good like if you feel like what you're doing if you're seeing the results you want to see slowly but surely then you're on the right track so like don't be scared to follow that passion that you have i always tell people like like i said my parents always took me away from politics like my whole family is in it that's why they didn't want me in it um but it just kept calling me so And I feel like if I wouldn't have spoken out, be like, hey, mom and dad, like, I do want to do this. Like, I would have never gotten support. And if I feel like I didn't speak out uh, when I was with the politicians I was working with, like, I wouldn't be in the roles that I am today in politics. So I just speak out. And it's not just even like networking. It's just really, really like saying how you feel because you never know, like for me, Again, if, I wasn't, if it wasn't for me speaking out with the immigration reform I'm trying to pass, with the abortion stuff I'm trying to pass, like n- there wouldn't be anyone that's representing that community that's staying so silent.
0: Yeah, definitely. And kind of along those same lines with speaking out and your own personal experience, how is your childhood, your family, your upbringing, your experiences, how has kind of all of that influenced your politics now? What impact did your past have on your current viewpoints?
1: Oh yeah I feel so bad I'm just talking about myself but so I guess the first one is I always tell people the number one thing that got me into like the first thing that got me into politics was uh, when me and my family became homeless uh, back during the last recession so we were homeless we were living in a church Um, again we were first generation so we didn't know who to turn to Um, at the time it was just very difficult because again like you know, immigrants have this fear of like, who do we seek for help, that's not going to like report us or anything. Um, And like, my parents are very good people. But it's just like that, that fear that they always have instilled. Uh, So it was just very hard for us. And if it wasn't for the help of our community, like, I don't know where we would be again, churches don't take in people who become homeless, but us, they made that exception. And so my biggest thing is like, during that whole time, I live in Illinois, which is obviously very democratic, very liberal. And for me, it was just you know, they were always coming on TV, like holding arms with immigrants, like fighting with them, like marching with them. But when me and my family got the situation, it's like no one was there for us, like absolutely no one. Um, you know, we were, we got removed of our food stamp. So it's like, how can Democrats say, you know, and I hate to point them out, but this is just the, the people that were in power at the time. Uh, you know, like, how can these politicians say that they want to help immigrants, that they want to help people, but they're nowhere to be seen now that, me and my family don't have a home, we don't have anything to eat, like, uh, but they were just like, you know, it was a lot of food insecurity, it was a lot of like, uh, we had to live, you know, sleeping on the floor, like taking turns, all that kind of stuff. So that impacted me, because I saw that there might be other people who might be going through what we went through at some point in their lives. Um, They don't know who to turn to. Thankfully, we had our community. um, But, you know, other people might not have the same thing we did. And I see that through the homeless, the rise in homelessness, the rise in hunger, all that kind of stuff. So it does play a role. So then that's when I first kind of stepped up. I was like, listen, like, where's all these politicians that say that they really care about people? And then the second thing was um, my mom and my dad actually ended up separating because of the immigration system. So that's why immigration is very big for me. So immigration is big for me in the sense that my mom and my dad didn't qualify for citizenship, very, very great people, like, you know, clean record, my mom literally worked in a church for 10 years, like, she organized a whole bunch of, um, a whole bunch of stuff to help the community. So she was very active in the community. My dad has his own business, yet they didn't qualify for anything. And like, we're three college graduates here, too. So like, you know, we're all good kids. But even that way, like the immigration system is just corrupt in the sense that there is no method of any sort of residency or citizenship for them. So it was just really unfair. So that's why now I'm working, and this is the legislation portion. Right now I'm working on a legislation reform that's inclusive and that's based on merit. So it's not just, um, this is not to hate on DACA, but it's not just for one certain group. It's for uh, inclusivity based on how you're contributing to the community, which I think is a good medium for everyone in the community. I think we can all agree that, yeah, like if you want to be here, like uh, you do have to contribute, you have to go to elections, you have to do all this, all that. So that's one of the things that, uh, that I'm working on. That's what kind of led me to immigration. Um, As for abortion, I don't really have anything specific. I think that's just where my faith comes in. So not a specific situation, uh, just mostly my faith, because I am Catholic, I do believe in God. So for me, it's like, this is one of the callings that God gave to me. So the other one's mostly just from here from my family. Uh, the whole abortion thing is, because of my faith, and then the whole like gun rights. Um, I think that's just something that that's like the political side of me. So I kind of have something from every angle. Um, As for abortion, before I forget the legislation that I'm working on, it's, it's so funny, because it's actually all over the news right now, which I was hoping it would never be because, uh, because I didn't see I'm working on a version of a heartbeat bill here in Illinois. uh, Because in Illinois, we have legislation where you can have an abortion up until the day before birth. And so I'm like, well, I think no one agrees that that should be a thing unless the mother's life is at risk. So I'm like, you know what, so many people, especially here in Illinois, we have like over hundreds of churches. So I'm like, where is our voice in this? Um, And so for me, it's a lot of just, again, my faith and then giving a voice to the people, the people who do believe in God, who are pro-life, so they can have a voice within this, because as of now, it seems like they're, they're literally cleaned out. And the last thing with the whole gun rights, um, again, that's the political side of me. That's the one thing I want to do for, uh, the constitution per se to defend the constitution. So in that regard, I just feel like that's the number one thing that's getting attacked right now. And that's the number one thing with outside threats to our country. I feel like the citizens should at least have something to protect them. And just historically speaking, like a society begins to collapse when you take away certain aspects. And one of them is, uh, legislation such as the second amendment so i'm very big on protecting it for that reason Uh, the u.s should stick to its roots and i think that's the number one thing that's being attacked right now from the constitution other than free speech but mostly the second amendment so yeah i hope that kind of helps so now i'm really
0: interested to know if there was one thing that you wish you could share with everyone in america if there was one thing you wish everyone could know what would that one thing be what would you want
1: to tell everyone i guess just Tell everyone to go straight to the source. I, I'm so big. Like, I give my own opinions on social media, but I tell people, I'm like, listen, like, you should not be agreeing with anyone 100%. No politician, no person. That's just not normal. That's not human. Um, you know, read books and go straight to the source. Uh, go, like, if we're talking about legislation, don't worry about what a news article told you, what a five-minute YouTube video told you. Go to the actual source. Take the time to read it. Uh, take the time to read books know your history and know the actual pieces of legislation and form your own opinions. That's always the biggest thing I tell people. Just, I'm just here as a resource for you. Um, and I'm here to interpret some stuff you might not be able to. But for the most part, I always encourage people do their own research and also stock up on books because you never know what can happen.
0: Yeah, definitely. And the form your own opinion advice is so important. So thank you so much for sharing that one. And I have one last question for you. So lots of young people, especially college students, want to create change and they want to make a difference in the world. Do you have any advice for these people who may just not be sure where to get started?
1: Yeah, I would say first uh, set your priorities. So it's like you said, like every person in politics kind of has their own thing. Um, first, find your priorities because you need you need to focus on a certain thing. I feel like a lot of this generation wants to speak on every single issue, and it's just not possible. Like, uh, you know, a person in IRs might be, you know, very good at interpreting international relations, but they not might not be at national uh, relations. So I always tell people: first of all, decide where you want to be on the spectrum. Second of all, decide what issues matter to you, and then third of all, decide whether you want to be involved in a group, um, or you want to start your own stuff. Because I know for me personally, like I said, I used to be in activist groups, and I just I couldn't do it. Um, For me, personally, it was just a time commitment. And again, I was homeless, so I had to work. Uh, So for me, I just couldn't do it. Um, I'd never found an organization that had the values that I had. So I didn't want to force myself to be participating in something that didn't align with my views. So I always tell people, I'm like, decide if you want to find an organization and stick committed to it, or if you want to go ahead and start your own thing. If you feel like there's nothing that represents you, don't be shy, you know, start a podcast, start a YouTube channel, post on your social media, um, and just start reaching out to people within your field. So, again, decide where you want to be, your priorities, and then decide where you want to align.
0: I really enjoyed talking with Angelus, and I am really glad that I got to have that conversation with her. And while we may not share the same political viewpoints, it was really interesting for me to talk with her and hear how her story has really impacted her beliefs today. I also completely agree with one of the points that Angelus made, that everyone should consume news and information and then form their own opinions based on those sources. Rather than basing your opinions on those of someone else, it is really crucial that we work on formulating our own opinions, especially in the age of social media, where it can be just so easy to get trapped in an echo chamber. No matter where you fall on the political spectrum, it is really important to find credible sources and formulate your own opinions, and then help other people to do the same. Because change comes when you empower people to think for themselves. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and you can follow Angelus on Instagram at Angelus Pompa to get connected with her. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye guys.